So the cop turns around and he sees I got his shotgun and he was frozen for a second. He's like, holy fuck, what is going on? What's up, homies? And welcome to Wooden Your Ear Skateboarding. Sitting here again with Gordy. Unfortunately, Spencer's not able to make it with us. We do have super rad guests with us. These guys have had a lot. Now, you're laughing like this is funny. Uh-huh. But you, like, you've done a lot, whether you realize it or not. But pretty much, I would go as far as to say, revitalized at least Michigan City, Indiana skateboarding. We got Jerry Denton here and Willie. I don't think for the life of me I've ever known your last name. Glick. Now you know. Now I know. Now we know. But if, Jerry, if you want to kind of introduce, like... How you came into skateboarding and what led you to open up the shop and whatnot? Oh man, how how I got into skateboarding? Uh boy, I was I was racing BMX bikes and came across a couple of stolen <laughs> stolen skateboards because at the time I had a little plastic freeformer is what they were called. Remember those little plastic skateboards? Yeah, like the penny boards, but from the seventies. And uh, that's what I had. And it was kind of fun to screw around with in the street when I was a kid. And then some, one of my friends stole somebody else's skateboards, but they were different skateboards. They were like wood, and they had like real bearings in them. And they were like, I'm like, what are these <laughs> things? You know, this is completely different than the skateboard that I know of, you know. And it was, uh, one was an Alva, you know, the the model that they used back in like the Dogtown movies and stuff. Yeah. Where it had like the red, orange, and yellow top Alva. Uh, embossed in the grip tape. And then the other one was the Sims. I think they both had gullwing trucks. The Sims had Sims snakes wheels on it. But then I was like, man, I got some real skateboards going on here. And I didn't know anybody to the skateboard. I never saw it on TV or anything like that. So I just started doing a lot of street skating. But I was young, 15 maybe. And uh, I didn't know another skater until I was probably 16 or 17. I just skated street all through New Buffalo growing up. Yeah, like real street. Like, I don't know if you heard with our Tommy Guerrero episode, my love affair for just going outside and riding your skateboard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that you could do tricks on a skateboard till I, I think I had that once stolen skateboard for about a year, <laughs> ran into some uh, older guy and is like, well, he was older. He was like 18 or 19 at the time. And he's like, he showed me a couple goofy little things. And, and then, uh, I think I was watching an episode of Chips or some 70s show where they had a skateboard around there, but it was all foreign, you know? It's like, yeah. And then I, it wasn't until I was probably 17, 16, 17, I saw like a first Thrasher magazine. I'm like, what is this shit all about, you know? So did they flip the skateboard in Chips? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago, man. I have to find that episode again. But yeah, it was like in the... In the I think late seventies they started in, you know, introducing skateboarding into some of the popular TV shows for a minute, yeah. which was funny the way they would do it. But uh, I just you know that was a whole accident thing. I didn't really come across skateboarding as something I wanted to do until I had a real one, and it was cool. Yeah, and then you realize that hey, this hey, this is this it, man. thing's stupid, and I love it. Yeah, because I was racing BMX bikes at the same time I started getting into skateboarding, and. Uh, once our local BMX tracks closed down, then that's all I had to do is skateboard. Which actually, Will, you kind of, and this is me, like, I pro- probably just making up history in my head. You kind of came into the BMX and whatnot, too, right? Yeah. Just kind of felt it's like, hey, you know, well, now we got no place to go. They locked up the BMX track, even though it's mm. still sitting in there just fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, too. It's sitting there empty for years. You just can't go in <laughs> anymore. Can't go in. I think that's, I seen you in. Gilbert skateboarding. Yeah. Then I got like a Nash, maybe a Kmart. Yeah. 
Then I got that power of Peralta. Yeah. That what was that? That sword and skull. Sword that one skull. with it ripping out that purple. Oh, that was one? the Ripper. Yeah, the Ripper. Yeah. You ended up with it. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you stole? No, no. And I didn't steal them, by the way, but they were stolen, and I knew they were stolen. So I, I was always I careful to uh, where I would ride them at. <laughs> I'm like, I know where these came from. They had like the original kid's name written on them in Sharpie. <laughs> Nothing like that, but it was like, it was like, oh yeah. If I get caught with these, I'll probably be in trouble. I ended up losing one of them. I think it was the the Sims I lost in the lake. You know, that happens to... I heard one of your podcasts talking about Austin losing a board in the lake. Yeah, we actually need to get scuba gear because the plan is to go in and get all these boards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know mine's long gone. We had a... I lost it. I was heartbroken. It was like, what? What just happened to my life, right? I mean, it went kabloop. And it was so like my heart, it. my heart sank with it. And I was like, well, now what do I do? I don't know where to buy another skateboard. I don't know. And then I got to walk home now. Well, that's actually a good point. Where, where would you have gotten a skateboard if you didn't get the stolen one? You know, I think we talked about this outpost. before. We always had to go. Well, before Outpost, it was all mail order. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had to, I had to find a Thrasher magazine, which sometimes the bookstore in the mall would have one and sometimes they wouldn't. I think they would bring in like three copies. And then like if I wasn't like one of the three people to buy one, it was just gone. But then Outpost Sports in New Buffalo moved in probably late 80s and you could get them there. But yeah, I remember I mail ordered my first pro skateboard that I paid for with real money. <laughs> I ordered that from the catalog from Thrasher. And well, I had to wait like what weeks? I had to wait about six weeks if I remember right. It was the eighties, so everything was neon. I remember I had neon wheels and neon rails and neon skid plates and all that shit. So it was basically you can't tell, but behind this that uh, no one can see because it's a radio show, <laughs> yeah. I got my psycho sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same kind of thing. Basically the same thing. It was cool. I think, yeah. I don't know what happened to that board. For a long time, I had about five or six real good boards after a while, and then I don't know what happened to them all. Well, I think you eventually just gave them all to me, and I broke them. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably a big part of them. I'm still, to kind of like, again, behind the music here, I'm still riding those like indie stage fours that you accidentally gave to me that you're never getting back now. (laughs) Those were the trucks that I just remember. I remember buying new trucks of different makes, models, brands, and for some reason, I'd always go back to those trucks. They just felt natural. Well, they work. Yeah. Which ones you like? Some independent. Uh, yeah, that's what I had on that Elvis Steamhead I bought from the Outpost. Yeah. I don't know what I ever did yeah. with that board. I had slime balls on it. Oh, yeah. That would have been a board worth keeping. Yeah. Man, all the boards back then were worth keeping now. Everybody's wanting 400 bucks for a, for oh, yeah. a, you know, a worn-out deck, it seems like. Well, and it sucks because nowadays, and you kind of see it coming back, but it's really half-hearted. But all the boards nowadays are just boring. They're all, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they're all the same thing. Yeah. And even the graphics, like the one place where they can be different, they're pretty lame. Yeah. I, I like, uh, there's some of the newer boards, like Creature, I think, will do some fun things once in a while. Um, of course, there's always uh, Skull State Skates. They've been around forever. They're still doing oh, yeah. some fun things. I think they're going to do their own thing. Regardless of yeah. anything that happens. And when I say uh, Creature does fun things, I mean they might have done some fun things a few years ago. Because I'm out of the loop now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Spencer fills me yeah. in on what's cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Spencer, he's still got his, his, uh, his thumb on the, the pulse of skating out there, doesn't he? I'm, I'm way out of the loop with it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because most of it's... Uh, I shouldn't say it because I've run this skateboarding show, but most of it's lame. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> as cool as it is, a lot of it's yeah. lame. But I guess to kind of like flash forward a couple of years, and by a couple, I mean quite a bit. So open up a bike shop. You bring in skateboards. Why'd you bring in skateboards, by the Well, and that was an accident, too. I brought. I was planning on opening up a bicycle shop, and I had a, a small section of the of this little building I was in. It was. Uh, I'm like, you know what would fit perfect in here? Skateboards. Let's see if I can get some skateboard suppliers and fill up this little space back here. And uh, that's pretty much what we did. And you were there from maybe not day one, but you were there at the beginning when I was trying to stock things and try to get the skate thing going. To see if there was any interest, because I never saw any skaters really around Michigan City. I don't even know how I found out that you had skateboards. Mm-hmm. Maybe just rolled by one day and saw them in the window. Yeah, probably, because that's where I put them, right there in the window. I had that little free area I didn't know what to do with. I'm like, well, I, you know, I guess I shouldn't say I didn't see any skaters, but they were they were few from what I saw. So I'm like, well, I'll bring in some skateboards. If they don't sell, uh, I'll bring something else in here. High-powered rifles. Or <laughs> <laughs> that would probably do you better anyway. I'll turn it into a hunting fishing store. I, that would have been better, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that was an accident, just having skateboards in there. Really, I just needed uh, I had a hole to fill with uh, product. Well, what's crazy is, and this is why I mean, like, you kind of helped revitalize skateboarding in Michigan City because it was it was huge and then it was dead and then I I don't know maybe every maybe it's all happenstance or whatnot but you started selling skateboards you basically built what I would have called what ended up eventually becoming the Nito Gang which mm-hmm. we'll talk about that mm-hmm. on another show mm-hmm. but that was basically just the group that I hung out with and we would skateboard and then all of a sudden it seemed like it was this huge thing again when in reality it was maybe like ten of us. But it mm-hmm. felt so big. Well, it was a strong group of guys, for sure. It was funny because I remember, you know, not knowing you for very long and just meeting, like, Alex Williams and and, and um, Austin and just a handful. Of, and uh, I said, guys, we should get a team together. We should make a shop team. And all of a sudden, you guys are like, fuck yeah, let's get Austin. Let's get Alex. <laughs> let's get fucking so-and-so. Let's get this. And all of a sudden, we had, like, within three minutes, we had a team figured out. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. And, but there was like there was that core group back then that was just kind of hardcore that was itching to do something fun um, with not a lot of opportunity other than just doing it on an individual basis. Yeah. It's like, okay, you get a team together. Even if, even if a team is nothing but some T-shirts, you've got something to work for, with, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, realistically, it's it's almost like a catch-22 because there was a lot of stuff that we didn't pay for. Yeah. That we like I like me I loved yeah because it's like hey I'm getting free stuff and I'm not doing anything different yeah but I mean like yeah. looking back at it I know I know me personally mm-hmm. did a lot of like guerrilla advertising mm-hmm. for you maybe not even realizing it so much right. at the time but it's like hey you know I owe this guy he's giving me free stuff mm-hmm. well that was the that was the thing it's like anybody on the team got a bunch of free stuff but then you always had the younger kids looking up to the older kids and wanting to be like them. Yeah, certain yeah. aspects where it's like, yeah, okay, you guys, I'm giving you a bunch of free stuff, but you're going to get somebody in here three, four years younger, and they're going to pay for stuff, you know, because they want to be like you guys. And uh, and that's pretty much the way it worked out, I think, because we had, I think the shop was open for about almost nine years. It was like eight and a half years we had that place. And it, I distinctly remember like maybe three, maybe four groups of kids where they would come in around a certain age, 14, 15, they'd be hardcore for about four years or so, give or take. And then all of a sudden they would get their driver's license yeah. and, and, and most of them would drop off. But then at the same time, I'd start to get new 13, 14 year old kids in there, you know, talking about the lucky seven team and this and that. And it's like, okay. So it would always, it would change every three, four years with the, with the, with the little groups. But it's funny because it seems like your 
you and Austin and, and you know, that group, you're still going. Well, we don't in have one way or another. We don't have much else going on in our lives. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> it's <laughs> like shit. This has to work. Yeah, <laughs> like we're getting too old to turn back. Now. Yeah, you guys had the most energy and the most heart, I think, into it than than but most of the other kids in there. Which is pretty funny because like that was a huge deal for me being on like like the quote unquote professional bye bike team or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But I can tell you, as much as I should have taken better care of, like, all those free t-shirts and whatnot, I don't have any of them. But you know what I do have? I have a t-shirt from every year of the BMX team. <laughs> yeah, the team was, the team was, uh, it was tough for me, too, because I thought it was a great idea at first. And I guess overall, it was a great idea. But remember, we had, like, the lucky seven. It's like, you got to try out to get on this seven-member oh, yeah, team. disaster. And then people started getting pissed. They're like... Well, I'm better than so and so, and I'm not on the team, and I'm I, I can do this, and he can't do it, and he's on the team, and then people would stop coming to the shop. People that used to shop there for bike bearings, wheels, they wouldn't come in because they didn't make the team. Yes, and I'm like, okay, this isn't maybe not a good idea anymore. So it's like, oh, you want an unlucky seven? Here's a t-shirt. You're on lucky seven. So we had like 20, 30 people on the, <laughs> on the lucky seven team towards the last year or two, I think. <laughs> but it sucks because that's how like that's what you had to do. Yeah. And then what's cool is, regardless of the team and whatnot, a lot of fun stuff have, at least, like, for me, some of the best things that I didn't even realize that I had a huge involvement with until to, again, kind of pull this away from anything that the audience will understand, Uh was I was going through Facebook last night, and I saw this post from you from, like, seven or eight years ago talking about, like, oh, yeah, Gordy, he does, like, even if it's behind the scenes... And I sound like a jackass, like, talking myself up right now. <laughs> even if it's behind the scenes, he's done so much for Michigan City skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, like, what the fuck did I even do? <laughs> but then I, I read through the comments, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, the barbecues. We had the yeah. toga party. Yeah. There were the Nerf gun things. Skatesgiving. Oh, yeah, Skatesgiving <laughs> is a blast. I'd love to do that. Yeah. And to kind of paint the scene for everybody listening, Skatesgiving was this contest that we did in, I don't know, 2011, 2012. It was basically just a gorilla contest. We went out. I made little trophies out of broken decks with trucks that spray painted like gold, bronze, and Mm -hmm. silver. We did (laughs) not like an actual skate contest. Mm But it was more like we had a contest for foot down, which is a BMX thing. So I guess skateboarders won't know. But basically, you try to knock everybody off your board. So last one standing wins. We had a scavenger hunt. (laughs) Just hit shit everywhere. The thing about skates giving that I always thought was cool is sometimes the weather was good. Sometimes it wasn't. It It was a gamble, which made it cool. It was fun. Well, that's what... And again, I try to paint to people who aren't from this area, like... We've got a shit ton of snow outside right now, and that don't stop nobody. No, no, it doesn't. Well, we had, I got pictures, I don't know how many pictures I have, probably 20 or 30 pictures of, uh, I think it was the first time we had Shovel the Park Sunday, because we went down there after a snow, there was like a foot of snow out there, I swear to God, but we had a what we call a warm day, I think it got up to 50 that day, and we all had snow shovels. Nobody had a snowblower or anything cool, but we all had snow shovels. Probably a dozen of us. I'm trying to remember who was all there. Devin, Chris Lee, Alex Williams, I believe, was there. Man, I'm trying to think of who all was there. So many people were there, but I've got probably I don't know. I got so many photos of just that day. Yeah. I know Austin spent <laughs> Austin spent like three hours on just the spine because the spine was his thing forever. Yeah. yeah, and I remember he was the first one to get something going where you could actually ride 
and he was like, he wasn't letting anybody in the spine for at least 20 minutes <laughs> after he got it shoveled. Oh, what's crazy is, like, I don't even remember getting to skate on most of those days. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you shovel it off and hope that it doesn't snow again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then always snowed again. Well, that's the thing. We always tried to do something with your skates giving and, and all the events that we would plan, whether they were events sponsored by the shop or promoted by the shop or just things you were doing on your own. We were always trying to keep something going because the minute you drop the ball... That's the minute someone will start taking up football lessons or yeah. or soccer or baseball. You know what I mean? It's like you got to keep them at the park. You got to, you know, we'd have little Saturday night street sessions. That was always pretty fun, whether it was BMX or skate. And, and the thing is, I didn't participate in a lot of the skate stuff uh, as much as I probably should have. I was coming off, well, I was coming off BMX racing when I first got into skating, and skated pretty hardcore forever. And then got my license and all that stuff. And then got into BMX racing again in my late 30s, I think it was. Yeah. And got into skating and, and BMXing again at that age. And then once I finally made it down to the park after opening up the shop and, and you guys drove me down to the park to check that out, I was just, I tried skating and I tried uh, BMXing, but I was a little more comfortable on the bike. So I hate to say it on a skating show, but I think I was, I spent more time on a BMX bike at the park than, than a skateboard. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we've gone on record on the show of mentioning that the movie Rad is cooler than the movie like Thrashing or Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, but but I think I got I got a few people interested in longboarding. I think we we did that a few times out in Ogden Dunes and oh yeah, tried to get some people into that. So I did my fair share of still street skating, I guess. But as far as park stuff goes, I was always on my bike. Yeah, that's stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I missed was when we would go out to like Ogden Dunes and whatnot, yeah. and really just—it's all we had as far as going fast around here. But you could go fast. Yeah, yeah. When we were younger, remember at Grand Beach, they had that old pavilion and they had the half pipe and quarter yeah. pipes and some street ramps under. Yeah, that was that was late eighties. There was some rich kid over in Grand Beach who built a really nice half pipe, and they they built it under this little pavilion, and we used to go there and skate that once in a while. But I remember you, for some reason, you couldn't skate it unless that kid was there. And I don't know if it was, they had a chain going across it or what they did to prevent us from going there, but we always had to get a hold of him first. I used to just go. Did you? <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah, put the chain <laughs> But it was weird because it wasn't at his house. It wasn't like in his yard. It was like this empty lot yeah. with an old pavilion, probably built in the 30s, if I remember right, 30s or 40s, and then it had this half pipe inside of it. And it wasn't a big half pipe, maybe, I don't know, six foot tall, maybe, five or six foot tall. Tall enough to hurt you. Tall enough to hurt you, for sure. That's what matters. But I only remember going there a handful of times because I just, I prefer, there was um, Hilltop Road out there in Long Beach, Grand Beach area, and it's it's not the biggest hill. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, we used to go down there and just see who could make it to the bottom without falling because you get all that speed. Man, wobble. you get... Oh, you get flying, man, and, and some people would hit about halfway down, get speed wobble, and lose their teeth. And uh, there was a few times you'd, I'd, you know, <laughs> go on my belly and do a Superman down and, and try to get down that way. But usually, I mean, I could make it down, but it was tough, man. But I, I don't know. I preferred that over half-pipe stuff then. I don't know why. I mean, around here, like, they're not big hills, but they're short, they're steep. You go, yeah. you definitely go pretty quick. You can go balls out fast, for sure. Well, I think and that's where I learned how to... <laughs> that's a funny thing too you know we used to do a lot of sliding and stuff yeah we yeah. used to go out and skate and I, I remember thinking i invented that because on hilltop road there was a couple of times where i'd accidentally slide 
And then I'm like, okay, I wonder if I can get this thing to slide on purpose and control it. And uh, <laughs> I got pretty good at that. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I had to shred my wheels apart and have to get wheels all the time. Yeah, I just loved doing a lot of sliding stuff. And it wasn't until years later where I started really being exposed to more media of skateboarding, like, uh, you know, more Thrasher magazines and seeing more stuff that's like, oh, that's not something I invented. It. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm just dumb, and I came across it, and I didn't invent shit. Yeah, you do that downtown by Jenny's, too. Oh, God, and You had those, yeah. like, B-52 wheels, yeah. and they would just squeal when you're sliding. Oh, yeah, because I used to go two blocks up and push as hard yep, and fast as I could, flying. man. And then you're, you know, as fast as you could go on a skateboard just by pushing slightly downhill. And then just rip that thing sideways. And you could slide for maybe 100 feet, it seems like. And those wheels would screech like car tires. Well, that's one of the yeah. best things is, like, when they're really loud and annoying. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because kind of like how you you just said you push down. One of my favorite things to do, and as I'm getting older, I'm st- I don't know if I'm realizing how stupid this is or if I'm just lame now. One of my favorite things to do is down the main drag in Michigan City was you'd skate down there and you get cars. And it's a one way, so you can kind of like weave and just keep going. Yeah. My favorite thing to do would be to slide, but to like kind of cock my leg so I'd actually go underneath the car for a second. Yeah. And it would be hilarious <laughs> to see people's reaction. <laughs> well, that would be fun. I remember when we were, when I was young, uh, I don't know if William remembers this, but me and a couple, there, I actually got a couple of my friends into skateboarding quite a bit with me. And we used to, you know, that's back in the late 80s when New Buffalo went from a shitty little fishing town to all the Chicago people and their Ferraris were moving in. And we used to just, like, fly down the streets on our skateboards. You know, things like you see the dog time where they jump over the hoods of the cars and, and, you know, slide off their bumpers. And uh, I remember doing that off a few Mercedes and stuff and people would lose their minds. That was fun for me. Take any hood ornaments? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we got some hood ornaments. Yeah, and we got to skate that pool when they drained it and painted the inside. Yeah. And then we left out, ruined all the paint with the skate wheels. Mark's had to repaint it. Yeah. That'll show you. Right from the get-go, I think we gave skateboarding a bad name around the southwest Michigan area. It was (laughs) because we were just, you know, we were young, and for some reason... You know, personally, I was just angry all the time and wanted to cause trouble. And uh, and I, I found lots of trouble, but I always had a skateboard in my hand when I was doing it. So it's like no skateboarding signs went up everywhere in town. You hit that guy with that skateboard, wasn't it, cop? I hit that cop. Spit all over the windows and the back of the... This is actually a story we need to get into. Ed, do you know this story? <laughs> you know, I've probably heard it, but... I, I need to hear it again. I'll try to be real short with it. So I'm on the bridge in New Buffalo that just goes over to the beach. And I'm, I don't know how old I was, maybe 17, 18. And the cop drives by in his cop car and he yells at me. He goes, no skating on the sidewalk. Whatever. So he comes back by a second time. I told you no skating on the sidewalk. And he gets out of his car and he grabs him by my arm. And he's pulling my arm real aggressively, like cop aggressive. You yeah. know what I mean? He actually left bruises on my arm. And I'm just a kid. And, uh. So he's holding my arm so tight, man. I just grabbed hold of my, my trucks and just smacked him with it as hard as I could. Like, get the <laughs> fuck off me, you know? So he did. He let go real quick. And then um, he threw me. I forgot what happened, but I ended up, ended up in the back of a squad car. And I'm watching about five or six of my friends out there trying to figure out what just happened to me, why I'm in the back of the cop car. And then I realized he left his shotgun. <laughs> it's underneath his seat, but it's not... There's nothing yeah. like like he probably put it in from the front of the car underneath. Well, I can grab it from the back. So I grabbed a shotgun and I'm holding it up 
in the window for all my buddies to see, and they just lose their shit when they see me with a shotgun. So the cop turns around, and he sees I got his shotgun, and he was frozen for a second. He's like, holy fuck, what is going on? <laughs> and then I think he realized that I'm, you know, I'm not a terrorist or anything. I'm just a skateboarder. So he came up to the, to the thing and uh, took a shotgun away and walked away for something. I ended up spitting all over his windows and they ended up letting me go i don't know why and i'm looking back i'm like i don't know i think because maybe he didn't want to like anybody else to know that i got a shotgun because yeah, that probably would have made him look really bad right. yeah how the hell did you get out of that yeah i got out of a lot of things but that was one thing it's like looking back it just seemed like you know haha i got your gun but looking back it's like oh that was really fucking serious that cop could have by all rights maybe shot me yeah nowadays, <laughs> nowadays. nowadays that's what they would have done but yeah Anyway, yeah, we, we caused a lot of trouble back in the day. I, I don't even know what to say about that one, honestly. That's a lot more hardcore than any police story I have with skateboarding. Yeah, there's a lot more details, but it's fuzzy. It was a long time ago, but that's that's. I do much. remember running across cars and bomb dropping off the other side of them yeah. downtown. Yeah, we used to do a lot of dumb Then shit. Then I think that's when the signs got up shortly after. Yeah. No skateboarding on sidewalks. Yeah. No, we just stay on the street. Yeah, we sk- so we yeah. just... We were skateboarding our cars. <laughs> it's not the sidewalk. And there really was no good places to skate back then. Every once in a while, a new parking lot would come in with new concrete, and we'd go try to fuck around or something. Yeah, behind curbs. Uh, Barney's. Yeah. Had a decent lot, and then they had that, that truck ramp. Yeah, we used to jump uh, our bikes off that little... Oh, and the storage place. Storage place was Down my go-to. Hut. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were some things to drop off of and jump, and, you know, dumb little things that... They are what they are, but back then it's like you, anything you could find. Yeah, and we didn't break boards all the time. I remember mm-hmm. that rip board getting run over by a pinto. Yeah. I didn't break it. Well, that's actually, that reminds me of something that you've always told me, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if it's me getting older in the way I skate or just the boards that I buy. But I remember you always talking about something called Powell Peralta Magic. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> they just don't <laughs> break. magic to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I remember uh, I remember talking about that, and we got some Paul Peraltas in the shop, and you'd pick it up, and it would feel different than the other boards. Like, not in weight or size, it just felt like it was a more quality board, and there's no explanation, because you pick up one skateboard, one chunk of wood, one 2x4, another 2x4, you're not going to feel a difference, but you pick up Paul Peralta, and it felt right. Yeah. You know, even before you wrote it, it was like, yeah, this is a cool deck, but that's all I skated when I was a kid. Once I started buying boards, I was always a Paul Peralta guy. Well, what's sad is all those ones they got brought into the shop. What would ultimately happen is they'd sit there, no one would buy them, mm-hmm. and then eventually I would cave and buy it. <laughs> and that's what I would count on. I'm like, I'm going to bring in the coolest fucking board that I like, and I know it's not going to sell, but Gordy's going to take a liking to it, and it's going to leave here eventually. <laughs> like, that's how I got the psycho stick. That's, yeah. that's how I got basically every skateboard that I own. <laughs> but yeah, those were... Uh... I'm still a, a Pal Peralta guy. If I had to buy a board today, it'd probably be a Pal. Well, with all the reissues they're doing, it's pretty rad. Yeah. I bet there's some good stuff out there now. I don't know if they have the same magic, but they look cool. I don't know. They had Bonite. Remember Bonite? Mm. It was like a, a layer of tar paper, like a thin layer of tar paper between the sheets of uh, plywood in the boards. They called it Bonite XT or something. 80s stuff. That's all I know is 80s stuff. <laughs> That's all that matters, really. <laughs> 80s and early 90s. I mean, as you heard, like, I've got my little, like, I guess love affair with, like, early Stacey Peralta filming and all that jazz. But, I mean, I guess from there, we can kind of wrap everything up. Do you guys have any last words on, like, 
skateboarding, just want to tell everybody to fuck off, I don't care. Man, I think it would be cool just to take a minute and try to remember all the skaters and BMXers used to come through the shop because there were so many of them. And I remember just, it was the coolest part of my day. There was a bike shop when I was a kid growing up called Sam's Bike Shop, and I, I met the owners just about six years ago. And I remember she said to me, she says, um, the thing I miss most about the bike shop were the kids that came in. And that was, that was it. It was yeah. like, man, that's really it, you know? So I know, I know the, the core group of kids, uh, that came in, man, there were just so many of them. It's hard to remember, but you know, got to give a shout out to all of them. Um, especially the ones that are still doing a lot of good things. Like Taylor Pats is still doing a lot of stuff with his music and I'm sure he's still skating. With Taylor, not to interrupt you, but Taylor's like my hero mm-hmm. ever since me being like even tinier than I am now and I need to get Taylor on the show. Yeah, get him on the show. That'd be awesome. He needs to be up here. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure you could help me out with some names because there was just so many back then. But yeah, me, Austin, Josh Hildebrandt. Josh was awesome. He was, he was an awesome kid, man. Alex Williams. Yep, great. And Alec Burns, yep. which actually yep. we've dubbed the Alexes and Austin the A-Team. Yeah. I want to get yeah. like a little reunion thing for them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, man, now I don't even know. Yeah, I there's forgot a... about that. Mike's. That's where I bought my unicycle. I oh, really? Buying parts and yeah. stuff. Oh, Sam's, Sam's Bike Shop? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Sam's. Yeah, that was, that was a cool little shop. But I don't know. I guess that was it. If, if, I mean, of course, Chris Lee. Trying to think of BMX Chris Lee and... uh you know, I'm trying to think who all worked at the shop. Devin worked there. Uh, you worked there from almost day one. And, of course, Kathy worked there. Kathy skated once. <laughs> <laughs> she she touched a skateboard. That counts. Yeah, she was cool. She put in a lot of effort into. Yeah, I miss working with her. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, she was fun. She was easy to get along with, and she did her she did her job pretty well. So I'm sure she's doing good things. I mean, it's crazy, but, like, I, everybody that I know in skateboarding and every, pretty much everybody that I hang out with and have hanged out with mm-hmm. since then all came from just going into that building. Yeah, it was cool. I've, I got some pictures of the first building, especially the, the little boardroom thing we made. I'll have to send you a picture of that because it just brings you right back to it. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd cool. love to see that. Yeah. Well, that's about all I got to say. I'm done. Yeah, so we're <laughs> we're gonna kind of wrap up, talk like basically reminiscing about stuff that nobody really cares or wants to hear about other than us, pretty much. But I mean, typically at this point, what we do because everybody's super big into social media nowadays mm-hmm. is give everybody like a round to kind of like plug whatever they're doing or what they want. I don't know if you guys care like mm-hmm. care about any of that. If you want, go ahead, plug whatever you're doing. I don't think I'm plugging anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, in that Nothing case, exciting. just working a normal job and doing normal things. I'm ready to make some guitars out of the old skateboards. Prisma yeah. guitar makes them, but I want to make my own. Yeah. Well, there you go. Keep on the lookout. Willie's going to have us some guitars made from skateboards. All right. And I'm going to keep looking at my skateboard and swing it up against the corner of my walls. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day I'll skate it again for five minutes, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm getting old. And with that... <laughs> You know, you can always reach us at Wooden Your Ear Podcast just about anywhere you get your podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. Just search Wooden Your Ear Podcast. And with that, I want you to all give them hell. <laughs>